my name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. We're getting close to our 100th show. Amazing. I think like we're at 97. We need to have a party. Party. Speaking of Zen Parenting Radio, should we talk about our awards real quick? Yes. Uh, but first, what are the two things we're talking about today? Okay. Two things we're talking about today. The first one is we got a, uh, someone wrote to us and wanted us to discuss, um, numbers of children meaning how many kids how many kids do you have do you you know some people want to have one some people want to have five some people want to have three and just the discussion of uh, uh, people's individual right to have what they want that's kind of the way that i look at and it and i think a lot of them are confused like they don't know what they want right and so that's the, that's really the deeper discussion is how do we make those decisions for ourselves when we're getting bombarded with other people's opinions right and then the second thing is is um there was a um, tweet out there after one of the debates from a right-wing lady who used the pundit who used the r word Mm-hmm. And then, so we're not going to focus on her. Rather, we're going to focus on the response from somebody who has Down syndrome and wrote a letter What's back. What's his name again so we can give him a shout uh, out? His name is John Franklin Stevens. And he wrote just a really eloquent letter about why using the R word is um, hurtful and why we have to be more thoughtful about the language we use. And he's a 30-year-old man with Down syndrome. So we're going to talk about both of those things. But first, let's talk about our sponsor. So um, we're going, our sponsor, I thought we were going to talk about the award. Um, let's, no, let's talk about our sponsor. You're right. Helping Hands Maid Services. They are having that contest where you get free cleaning if you have somebody in your life that was touched by cancer and you have a survivor story and just share it on their Facebook page and you might get, uh, you might win the contest. And so not only do you win a free cleaning for your house, but you win a free cleaning for somebody who really needs it, who's either undergoing treatment or uh, dealing with cancer in their life. And so it's just a really wonderful treat, just one of those little things we can do. And today is October 30th and October 31st is the last day. So you have until tomorrow to do it. Okay. So um, on our page, if you can't find Helping Hands on Facebook, go to our page and you can just link to it. And please like their page and support our sponsors. HelpingHandsMadeServices.com if you need a cleaning, 630-530-1324. All right, topic number, oh, our awards. So so anyway, a couple weeks ago, um, the there something came out called the Stitcher Awards. And Stitcher is a is a application that you can put on your phone. Or listen on, or just on your computer. Or on your computer. And basically what it is is it makes podcast listening easier because mm-hmm. it's easier to access them, find them, play them. And it's just for you people who like to listen to podcasts and not just podcasts like ours, but you can listen to things like Brian Williams. You can listen to things like 60 minutes, you know, 60 minutes, basically anything that's put out there that you weren't able to listen to either on the radio or on TV. It's on demand. You can find it. They cut out, like I listen to sometimes my sports radio and they have the whole show up later that day. And it doesn't have the commercials. No commercials. It's amazing. So podcasting, or what is now being referred to as on demand, is really um, kind of the new way to get your information. Mm -hmm. And we're we are very thankful that we are podcast and that we are on demand as well. Anyway, so Stitcher had this this big awards where they were nominating people um, for uh, best podcast in certain categories. And it turns out, with some help from many listeners and and others, that. We were nominated for the best podcast under health and lifestyle. We are finalists. We are finalists. So out of all the health and lifestyle podcasts, they five were chosen. That's and, right. Um, so we feel really um, thankful and excited and 
Um, but now the real work happens. So, yes. Yeah, so if you've been following our page, you've uh, been noticing that we've been saying, please vote for us. Uh, you've been inundated. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like another election. Exactly. Um, but we're just asking people to vote for us. And basically all you do is, again, go to our Facebook page. You click on the link where it says, you know, vote for the Stitcher Podcast Awards. And then you click on our face under Health and Lifestyle. And then you go all the way down to the bottom and click click submit, which is important because I've heard from a lot of people they didn't know they were supposed to click and submit. And then if you really want to be a go-to player, you share your vote on your Facebook page. And that way it tells everybody that's on your page that you voted for us. Right. And we just appreciate it. just gives us more exposure and gives us um, more ability to reach people. And it's um, it just makes us feel good. And we want to win <laughs> because this world is all about winning. It, that's that's exactly what we talk about on the show, that you got to win. Winning at all costs. Not. Bar none. Not. Even if you have to cheat Not. and steal. <laughs> Quite the opposite, but it would be fun. Let's it say that. would be. And then I think if we win, we might even have to go to San Francisco. Really? I think so. I think they're just announcing the awards in San Francisco. I don't think they're going to All I know is I'm going. Are you really? Even okay. if I don't win. And you're going to go up there? Road trip. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go up there and, and say, say it should have been mine. That's right. Shake your fist. That's right. It should have been mine. I'm shaking my fist right now. I know. You can't see. It doesn't work on, oh, that's too bad. on podcasts. All right. So... Um, category number one. So the question that was oh, yeah, asked yeah. to us about um, about how number of children and how do you make a decision about the number of children you want to have. And, you know, Todd and I have our own stories that we'll share. Um, but I think as just a kind of a blanket statement, it's very individual, obviously. And I think a lot of people have opinions about it based on the way that they were raised and based on what they chose to do. Um, but... And so, you know, you get inundated with, oh, only have one or only have two or you've got to have three to really stir it up. That's what you always said to me. You know, I need to have four so there's a balance. I need to, you know, there's just, but that's such an individual opinion and it's not a truth as far as for the rest of the world. Right. That's kind of the big thing I want to say. This is what you need to do. If you don't know what to do, go get your Monopoly in your closet and get a die and roll the die. (laughs) Whatever number it comes up with, that's the number of kids you should have. Sounds very thought out. That's what we did. Yes, right. Actually, it's not. We were stuck between two and three. Yeah. Now, and here's the interesting thing. You know, we won't spend all this time talking about our story, but to share just a bit of it, um, we knew that we wanted to have children. That was easy. We knew that after we had one, even like only a year had gone by, and we were like, we want to have another one. Yeah. I got huge amnesia about morning sickness, <laughs> about morning sickness and pregnancy and everything, which is a gift. For, I think that happens to a lot of women as you forget the challenges. You just remember the good parts. That's right. So, um, you know, got pregnant, had uh, another baby. It was wonderful, and we had two. And I was feeling like I could be done. Right. Partly because um, I grew up in a family with two kids. And so... um, You and your sister. My sister and I. And so that seemed like normal to Mm -hmm. me. That seemed typical. That seemed like what I knew how to get my arms... Familiar. Familiar. That's a better word. I could get my arms around two. I understood two. Not only that, I had two girls. And that's a family I was raised in. So I kind of felt a sense of deep comfort in that. Yet, Yet, there was a piece of me that didn't feel done. Right. So I struggled between the walking through the discomfort of the unknown and listening to what I wanted rather than doing maybe what majority of people did or what my birth family did or what, you know, the fear that I heard out there, because here's the thing. If you're going to go out and ask people's opinion, it's going to go 50-50. Half the people are going to say you have to have more, and half the people are going to say you better stop. Mm-hmm. So other people's opinion, it's not that they're, it's not that you don't value people's advice. It's just it's really not going to be your decision maker. Right. It just is going to 
kind of fill your head with a lot of other people's stories. Well, and I came from uh, a family of five, so three kids and two parents. So I had a brother, I have a brother and a sister. So that was what was familiar to me. Right. So I always said, you know, you get last vote Mm -hmm. because it's your body and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. But if it were up to me, I say, let's have three. Right. And that was a struggle for us to, especially for you, to get your arms around whether or not we wanted to go for a third one. I think that's when the deepest part of my spiritual awakening or my my self-awareness work um, began. I feel like I've kind of, I was even doing it in my 20s, but it was a little more surface. Mm -hmm. Like, ooh, I feel like being positive, you know, whereas this was a really huge life decision. And I had to really go in deep to figure out what I wanted to do. And I had a lot of support while I was doing it. You know, I had to really deal with some of my own issues. And obviously, um, what I really wanted was to have another baby. I was just very afraid. And and there's nothing wrong with being afraid. I had to look at that and and see why I was afraid. But yeah, but you thought because you were afraid that it was the wrong Wrong decision. Right. So my fear led me to believe that it must be an intuition, that it was the wrong. And the thing is, is I have since learned that fear and intuition are very different Different, things. Fear is something that like kind of lingers around and sticks in your head and talks to you because it's like a, it's like a tape. Intuition is a split second feeling. It's It's a gut instinct. Like you're about to, should I turn left or right? Left. You know, Mm -hmm. you feel it. That it's, it's right. It's in a second, a flash. Um, Fear is very different. Fear mm-hmm. is insidious and it, you know, talks to you constantly. And that's, it's like I said, it's like someone else's voice almost. Right. The voice um, inside your head. The voice inside your head. And I really wanted to challenge that voice because my heart knew mm-hmm. when I thought about having another baby, I got really excited, right. but I was just afraid. Well, and my big thing was, um, you know, there's so many different factors that go on that go into whether or not you should have another kid or one kid or whatever. One is money. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a big deal. I think that's something to consider, yes. <clears throat> um, but that did not lead us to many decisions. Mm-mm. I think what, what I thought more than money was, okay, for every new kid you have, just by definition, you have only 24 hours in the day. Mm-hmm. And that time spent with individual attention with a kid has to be divided by the amount of kids that you have. Right. And that's the one I struggle with the most, saying if we have two or three or four, if we have four, we have, there's that much less one-on-one time with you know father to daughter, father to son, whatever. So that was more of a factor for me than money ever was. Well, and here's the interesting thing is, is our story doesn't end there because right. um, when Skyler was about two, I that's started... That's our third. That's our third. Um, I started to get these feelings again of... I feel like I'm not done or I feel like I want to have another baby. And I I think that I was longing for that. It's to me. And I know not everybody agrees with this because I was very challenged. I had morning sickness. I had my own struggles. It wasn't like it was a piece of cake, but I very much enjoyed that process of being pregnant. As difficult as it was, it was very mind expanding. It was very, I went beyond myself in many ways. Um, And I loved that. And I think that started to come back to me. And we decided, again, this is too long of a story, but we decided we were going to have another baby. Number four. And I got pregnant. Um, it d- didn't take too long, I don't think. I don't remember. Regardless, um, I had a miscarriage when I was 11 weeks. And I had had one before, before Skylar. And um, it was very interesting. That's not the right choice of words. It was very um, devastating, but very interesting in that after... I miscarried and I was at the uh, midwife's office and I was sitting there waiting for you to come and obviously was grieving and crying, but it felt so different than the first time I miscarried because I felt like, I mean, I think I said to you right when you walked in, I said, I'm done. Mm. I'm, I'm, 
this you know this there was much learned from the fourth child yeah. in different ways things that are kind of things i would like to keep to to ourselves about i learned a lot about myself and i learned a lot about my own decision making and um it, much was learned this child came mm-hmm. meaning that i don't believe that it was like you know any kind of i can't even say the words waste of time or something like right. that it, it I learned, or a mistake or a mistake it right. wasn't this child came for a reason but the child only stayed a certain amount of time right um and i'm very thankful to that child and i still feel very surrounded by that child mm-hmm. um but uh but he or she that was that was the amount of time he or she was was going to be here and after that we said okay now we are Done. complete yeah and but it was so for like I share our story because it wasn't necessarily an easy process. Right. You know, we had a lot of challenges, a lot of discussions um, and miscarriages and, you know, fear. And, and so it's not always easy. For some, they make up their mind before they get married. That's all they do. They don't even think about it. Well, and it's kind of tricky because I had my opinions. You had your opinion. Yes. Somehow we had to come together with one opinion, mm-hmm. which was a challenge because I remember my thing is, was I kind of embraced a chaos that goes on to having a lot of kids. Like mm-hmm. if we just have one kid... I don't think I'd be uh, as happy because I like the interpersonal relationships and the way I see it in my brain. And I've said this to you is like you have, you know, if there's just me, you and two other kids and there's just only so many relationships with it. But if you introduce a third child, there's like this interconnectedness between the three kids or, you know, the two of them have a relationship, older, younger, middle, older, middle, younger. There was something very appealing to me about that right and i and i completely understood that now i see that and it is kind of cool um and at the same time i want to talk about people who choose to have one right because i think that the people who choose to have one get inundated with other people's opinions uh, opinions, and i don't think that's right Mm -hmm. i think that someone who chooses to have one child has of course every right to have one child it's not about rights but i think people should think Mm -hmm. before they start telling people what they should do and that, oh no, you should have two because that's what I did. Or no, you need to have more than one because I was an only child and it was awful because you're just putting your story on them. But if that person asks, well, asking is a different story. Right. But if somebody just, so what you're saying is parents, if you're out there and you all of a sudden decide to give your opinion to somebody who's not asking for it, be cautious of what you're saying and how you're saying it. Well, I'll give you an example. I have two girlfriends that I'm thinking of right now who chose to have one child and um, one of them, I even noticed on her news feed, you know, she her, she has a baby right now, and people, she's like, you know, this is our this is our one child, this is this is our choice to have one. And everyone's like, just wait a year, you'll want another one. Right. Oh, you know, you think so now? There's no like respect for what she's maybe saying. Maybe this is their, maybe her story is complete it, it, with kids, and it is today. Right. And if it changed in two years, that's her prerogative too. But what I'm saying is, there's a lot of oh yeah, you don't know what you're talking about, right. and I think that's very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I think that we have have to just as it's disrespectful if someone says they've had three children and they decide to have a fourth or a fifth and someone says that's too many you mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing that um you know that is too many for, for that you person. yeah but yeah, not too many for, for the you. other person exactly even when we were having a third people said things like even i was pregnant like at the grocery store and i had the two girls with me and i was pregnant and they're like what are you doing mm-hmm. why are you having three you're not gonna have enough hands mm-hmm. And and I think that that is other people's fear being dumped on you. Right. And again, your point is correct. If someone, if you ask opinion, you've opened that door for opinion. Be ready to get it. Be ready. So don't get mad at them for giving you their opinion. But if someone is just dumping on you when you're saying in a very matter-of-fact way, I feel very complete, 
no, you're not complete because I don't think you are. Mm -hmm. I think we have to look at the bigger picture of that and say we've got to allow everyone to find their own sense of right Mm -hmm. and not tell them what right is because we feel it is. Um, This kind of goes along with what uh, we're talking about, but um, one thing that I thought was kind of funny when I had told my friend that I was having a third child, he said, so you're going from a man-to-man defense to his own defense. Right. Because when it's man-to-man defense, like me, if we have two kids, I could be on this one, you could be on that one, and we're covered. Right. But then all of a sudden you introduce a third, then you have to kind of zone it up. Right. And the the dads out there will maybe take a little bit more appreciation. And, you know, it's just so relative because if you have one, that can be challenging. Like for my friends or people I know who are listening right now who have one baby, you know how difficult it is. When we had our first baby, it is challenging. Your life changes. You're, you're, you know, you feel stretched in many different directions. You have two. A similar thing happens. You know, it ups it a little bit, but it also, like you said, you have to be thinking about two. And then three, but then you get, I don't, you, you figure it out for yourself right. in that moment. Right. You, so I'm never thinking, oh, I'm in zone right. defense or whatever your sports analogy zone defense, was. That's exactly right. Um, you just do what you do, you know? Well, here's my thing. There are pros and cons to everything. everything. There's pros to having one child. I mean, that one child will hopefully get undivided love. And, you know, sometimes if you have... And experiences. And experiences yes. and everything else, and may get opportunities that wouldn't have come yes. had they had two or three babies. Right. Like, you know, maybe the... Maybe the, it's a son and he wants to play hockey. Well, if you have three kids playing hockey, which is an expensive sport for kids, you may not be able to, do, not that. Be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, while at the same time, maybe one of the perceived um, challenges with having one kid is that kid might be more used to getting his or her own way because most of the time that kid will not have to be sharing toys with a sibling. Right. Like that, there's a, There are wonderful experiences that both take sides. place when you realize that you're not the only cook in the kitchen. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And and it's not, again, people use negative words like they'll be spoiled. Mm-hmm. No. They're, the, what may happen is when they do go into a school situation, play date situation, go to high school, go to college, they may have to learn those skills right. at a different time. Right. But it doesn't mean they're going to be spoiled. Some of my best friends are only children, mm-hmm. and they are far from spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they actually, the um, two of my good friends that I'm thinking of, they're very mature mm-hmm. because they always spent... Um, a lot of time with adults. Right. And um, it's Andrea and Amy, just if, if you're listening. Gotcha. Um, my good friends. And they, um, you know, they're, they've just always known how to be around adults. And so I say that. And then obviously, Manisha, who is my best friend from high school. Well, you said you know, two. So one of them isn't uh, mature. So which one is no, it? No, 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 no. I no, mean, just I was going to talk which about one is it? Does- I was going to say Andrea and Amy are my friends from college. Right. And then Manisha is my best friend from high school. And she's an only child. And she's and immature. No, she's not. Oh, she's sorry. actually very far from it. Oh. And she gets along extraordinarily well with others. You know, she's got great interpersonal skills and people skills. And, you know, so so saying that somebody who is um, an only child is this is not true. Because, mm. I, you know, I've seen it. I feel like I've seen a lot of different. What's and, the other word? The well, opposite and, of that. And there's spoiled children everywhere that have four or five brothers and sisters exactly actually last week's show was all about how our kids are spoiled so exactly well i didn't agree with that right i didn't like that word let's not rehash that argument okay but i just the word spoiled sounds like they're there's their eggs yes or they're just negative and you can point out they have challenges in this area but spoiled just is a huge label that carries a negative vibe well and you know i don't want to rehash everything just listen to last week's show Okay. Okay. We don't want to... That sounds good. So I think the bottom line of this is this is 
personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And you, if you're having a hard time deciding, only you can decide. Don't mm-hmm. look to the outside world to tell you. You've got to go inside and you've got to decide within your own family and in your own marriage, if you are indeed married, um, to what's right for you. And if you're going to ask other people's opinion, you got to brace yourself for that. But my advice is maybe ask a little bit and then do some soul searching. And my advice is if you don't have a Monopoly board, you can get the Game of Life because it has a spinner. So you get one through ten. So if you want one through ten kids, just get the game of life and spin it. How about that's option number two? Option two. Soul, option one, soul search. Right. Option two, monopoly or game of life. It sounds good. Okay. Um, second sponsor is Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Yes. Located here in Elmhurst, Illinois. Fantastic. You and I both uh, take chiropractic care from Dr. Kelly we and our it. three kids. We take it. Whatever. We receive it. We receive the care. And our children go there too. And I have a bum knee and Dr. Kelly is more valuable than any of these doctors I've been seeing about wow, my knee. Wow, that's huge. She rocks. Yes. She does, and she's been very supportive of saying go well, to other people and, and see what you think. She called me this weekend because she wanted to see what the MRI said and she was nice enough to call me on the phone on the weekend during her off hours and we had like a 25-minute conversation wow. about my knee. Says a lot. Gives you some dedication with Dr. Kelly's like. Well, and her ability to say, hey, do what you need to do, right. but I will support you the way I can. Right, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what she did. So thumbs up for Dr. Kelly. And their phone number is 630-941-8733. Uh, like them on Facebook. You know, just help us out for goodness mm-hmm. sakes, right? That's right. Well, and help yourself out. Yes. Um, healthy Oh, we can't do it. Healthy families by choice, not, not by, by chance. chance. Okay. Okay. Topic number two, the R word. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, I, I know you don't want to say her name, but Ann Coulter tweeted something um, during the last debate, and she ended up calling uh, the president um, a retard. Right. And um, what ended up happening was a huge backlash, not only from the – well, uh, not everyone backlash, but the majority did. The the exact tweet was, I highly approve of Romney's decision to be kind and gentle to the retard. Which it just in itself makes me like look away. Like, And again, I feel words kind of like the word spoiled. But it's just such a um, you know disrespectful thing to say for so many reasons. Um, and again, there was a big backlash. A lot of people said that's just not a word mm-hmm. that is that we throw around anymore. There's actually a big movement to um, remove that word as our slang. Um, and actually, what was that web there's page you found? A, there's a web page, r-word.org, and it says spread the word to end the word. And it's all about not using that word in a disparaging or disrespectful way. And here's why. I mean, um, one of the things I, I was talking to Todd about before was that um, you know, mental retardation, that, the, those words, it's a clinical term. Like as a therapist, I was trained as a therapist, and mental retardation is a way of diagnosing, labeling someone, understanding uh, maybe a disorder or um, a chromosomal abnormality that someone's born with. You know, it is a descriptive word, so somebody understands that the IQ level is, mm-hmm. is sub-average, is below average. Right. Um, so again, as a clinical word, that's what it is. But what it became was something to dig into people. And it uh, became something to disparage other people. And what people who have been diagnosed with, um, you know, a disorder or, uh, again, a chromosomal thing or just mental retardation, is that they're saying it's hurtful. Mm -hmm. And when you call other people, um, you know, by that word, the R word, it hurts them. And it's... and. That in itself is enough to stop using it. Right. They are saying we, as a population, respect who we are, 
and just like we should be respected like everybody else is. And when you use that word, that disrespects us. So please don't. Right. And I think that's a very simple thing to ask of people. I don't think it's too much. And But, I, I you know, we all grew up and we probably have all used the R word in sure. an inappropriate way. So instead of pointing the fingers, it's all about our own internal thing. And it's have the awareness that this is a hurtful word. And you and I, I don't think, have been severely affected by it. We don't have any Down syndrome kids or anybody with mental retardation. But we are surrounded by people. I understand who, right? that. And my only thing that I want to say is because I'm kind of distant from it, I don't have any direct, too much direct right, experience. Right. Whenever I see a kid with Down syndrome, and, and this is probably unfair, but I can only tell you my observations, is they seem to be really happy. Yeah. And I am, in a way, they teach me, hey, smile. Goodness sakes. Right. How bad can your life be for you to walk around down the street without smiling? Right. And not to say that uh, kids with Down syndrome don't have bad days and don't show that, but man, oh man, like we got a little guy in school. Uh, in the g- girls' school, yeah, and he looks just, like he's the happiest kid in the world. I know. So I think we can look to certain people in this world and look at them as teachers, and I think in a way they teach us about. Well, and that's really what I what I want to get into about the the words mental retardation is that again, it's an IQ definition right. of intelligence. Right. IQ right. meaning testing, and we talk about all different types of intelligence. All different types show. of intelligence, and the thing that I believe that people who um, who have been you know diagnosed with with something like that is they live more in their heart. Yes. And so they have, I think that's why everybody feels so drawn to a child. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and it's not even, you know, people say, you know, a child who struggles with that or people who are challenged with that. It's not to deny that they have their own challenges, but those children live in their heart. Mm-hmm. And so they do have more love to show and more love to give and more love for themselves and um, do tend to have a different perspective and different outlook. And, um, you know, like I remember I professionally, I worked with a lot of children who, um, you know, were, had mental retardation and, it would be so interesting because they'd be with a group of kids and kids would be like, you know, I have five points. And the other kid would be like, I have seven points. And the, and the child um, who, you know, my, the child I'm thinking of, if he had Down syndrome, he would say, well, I have one point. Yeah. Like he didn't need to compare. Mm-hmm. He was just proud of what he had. Right. And that's, I think, what a beautiful message of it's not about I need to be like you. It's mm-hmm. not about that I need to have as much as you. I, I notice what I have and I feel pretty darn good about it. Right. So I think, again, um, most of our listeners or many of our listeners are touched by um, someone who has a diagnosis um, and they they know what we're talking about. Do yeah, you know what I mean? I do. They feel very drawn, and I think um, just having an, an understanding and respect that that word um, negates that. Well, and I want to post this uh, kid's blog on our page, and I, I think it's an open letter to Ann Coulter. That's what it's called, and we'll post it on there. But I just want to read you know two quick sentences on it. It says, "Well, Miss Coulter, you and society need to learn that being compared to people like me should be considered a badge of honor." No one overcomes more than we do and still loves life so much. And then he invites her to come join us at uh, Special Olympics and see if you can walk away with your heart unchanged. Oh, and he signed beautiful. it, a friend who have who you have a friend you haven't made yet. So mm. it wasn't even it wasn't like he wasn't like slamming her. It wasn't you b i t c h. You are. He was giving love again, mm-hmm. even through this. I mean. Mm-hmm. Talk and, about a teacher. And exactly. And is there any other way? Mm-hmm. You know, like what the the opposite would be. And, and 
this would never have made such headlines if it would have been negative. But the opposite would have been, you know, well, you, you're saying that about me. Well, here's what I'll say about you. And you're just engaging in the same hateful language right. and the same vibration. And he raised it. Mm-hmm. He raised the vibration where everybody said, that is what I want to join. Right. You know, that is the kind of mentality. And the least we can do is rethink um, using the word, you know, using the R word, which right. is the way they would like to say R right. word. Right. Um, so... That's that. Okay. Um, well, we um, have another minute to kind of burn before we go on to our after. Well, no. Two two things we still need to do. We need to talk about Avid. Oh, yeah. And their Halloween special. The old Halloween special. <laughs> 630-956-1800. Painting and remodeling all over the Chicagoland area. Give them a call. They rock. And what about our two uh, so, 11 and 12-year-old listeners? So, I don't know. If, yeah, I guess we have time. Um, We have two listeners who are 11 and 12, and this one woman, Carrie, uh, sent us an awesome message basically saying that they listened to the show and told a funny story about how they know exactly when our family yoga is and all that. (laughs) And I just promised their mom that I would mention their names. And it's Neva, who's 11, and Lena, who's 12. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And maybe you could talk to our daughters because our daughters don't (laughs) like listening to our show. As a matter of fact, they run away whenever they hear our voices on the phone or whatever. <laughs> and I just wish our daughters. Well, here's what I would say to that. They don't really like listening to the show because we're their parents. But the things that we talk about on the show, we talk about in our home. So mm. they're getting it already. Yeah, but, You know what I mean? Yeah, but our show is good. And we need more clicks. We need more downloads. So. Well, do you think our children are going to be doing the clicks of the downloads? I'm going to start teaching them <laughs> and to tell all their friends to start clicking and downloading. Well, regardless, what we really appreciated about their mom Carrie's message was that... Um, it's really great when if you find something of value um, on this show or something we discuss, it's usually we're sharing other people's information. Right. You know, So if you find something of value, to discuss it as a family and get different perspectives. And oftentimes your children know it better than you, right. meaning it touch, they're, they're much closer to it. They understand it at a deeper level and they right. can, again, be your teachers. And so, you know, it's... Um, it, that just made us feel really good that kids were listening to and made me thoughtful about what we discuss and making sure that we... Are thoughtful about our language. So here's the deal. Um, to keep on listening, just stay on. If you're listening live, this will be the end of our show, but I'm going to come up with a few good tournament of bads, so stay tuned. So for the live portion, thank you very much for listening. My name is Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Have a great week. See you next week. Here we are. And here we are. Um, so yeah, what did you think of that show, sweetie? That was good. This I is mean, our, this, is our, this is our post wrap. Yeah, it was talk. A, it was a lot to talk about, you know. Um, but I think it was good, and I think that that it was good. How's that? Do you want me to come up with a few tournaments of bad? Actually, can I talk about the I am thing really quick? Sure. Just something to uh, you know, if you're listening, something that I found very helpful last night when I was watching own. Own. Shocking! Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch Own. Um, I watch a lot of the Own channel, but she's the Oprah Winfrey ne- um, network. I was watching one of her life classes, and there was something that Joel Osteen uh, said that I thought was really powerful. He said, "When you are using the word I am, the words mm. I am, whatever comes after that statement is what." is going to follow you around. So you asked me that just a few minutes ago. What did I say? You said, I am frustrated. Because and I was I thinking said, about something that was frustrating to Yes, me. and I said, well, you're going to need to change that language or shift that thinking to um, to something different or else frustration is going to follow you around. And again, what I want to get into, though, before I get into that deep thing, is I think a lot of people don't believe that. Okay. I think that when people say things like that, they say, oh, that's 
that's positive talk, hokey that's pokey. hokey pokey, that's that self help junk. And I think people don't understand how their language affects them. Mm. And I think that as you asked me, what did you ask me after I said, well, don't say frustrating, you said. I said I have to be honest because I'm feeling frustrated. Right. And so, so where is honesty's role in that? Right. And, and my comment to that was, of course, you want to be honest and authentic, but you also want to shift your, your energy towards something that will make you feel better. For example, you are feeling frustrated. There's some truth to that. There's nothing wrong. But how about I am feeling as if I can deal with this frustration. Mm-hmm. I am feeling as if I'm getting more energy to handle this. I am willing to go through this so I can get to a solution. I am so it's like instead of just going bloom mm-hmm. being like I'm frustrated and then having it fall to the floor as a negative, there is a sense of energy being created going in a different direction. You know? So are you telling people to say this out loud or to say it inside their mind or both? Or what do you think? You know, I don't even think I want to give it as a structure, like something to do. I want to give it as an awareness that when you are saying all day, I am so tired, I am so tired, that guess what you're going to feel? You're going to feel tired. Um, you are reinforcing that. Now, if you are tired, it's okay to acknowledge that you're tired. But the constant complaining and moaning and groaning about it doesn't take it away. And so is there a, I am, um, I am looking forward to sleeping tonight so I can be refreshed. Mm. I am looking forward to this next thing that I'm about to do because it's going to give me energy. I'm looking forward to a healthy meal because I think that'll give me a lift. Like it's just this subtle and you don't have to lie. Mm-hmm. I it's, think- it's saying something with a optimistic, positive, um, productive way of saying something versus a defeated or a negative yes, way where of saying I, Again, I see things visually, and when I hear the word, I am frustrated, boom, it just falls to the floor. It's just, it drags you down with it. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, and there is something to, because I think a lot of people who, who have listened to me speak or read things that I write, they'd say, well, aren't you supposed to say your emotions and you know, claim your emotions? Of course. You can say, you know, I am angry right now. You know, I'm angry. You deal with that. But are you going to be angry all day? Mm-hmm. Are you going to just carry it around? Are you going to say, I'm feeling angry. What can I do to start releasing that? And then you start to say, I am releasing my right. anger. Do you see what I mean? So you don't deny the feelings you have, you've just got to make a choice. I can't tell you how many choices I make during the day about what I'm going to do with the thoughts that are coming up or an experience I'm having. What am I going to do with this? Am I going to take this and decide to just let it defeat me? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to look at this in a different way? Am I going to say, I'm going to breathe in, I'm going to breathe out, I'm not going to lean away from that, I'm going to, yes, I heard that, oh, I'm feeling that anger come up in me. It's not as if I'm any different or anybody else who says these things is any different, but you got to make a choice of what you're going to do with that emotion. Right. I hear you. Okay. I'm going to start working on that. Well, if you choose. I'm going to say, I am cool. (laughs) And then I'll be cool, right? Well, it will probably Uh, give you a sense of coolness. I am awesome. Yes. You should get, you should say, I am cool and then get a leather jacket. We were going to talk about Bob Loblaw. Yeah, we were. If anybody knows who Bob Loblaw is, it's Bob and his last name is Lob Law. L O B L A W. Bob Lob Law. <laughs> and that is a word. That is a, a character in the TV show Arrested Development. And Scott Bayo uh, plays Bob Lob Law. And I okay, just to give you like an Arrested Development understanding. If you watch it, you already know this, but Ron Howard produces it, and he also narrates it. Mm-hmm. And so love that Ron Howard does that. So um, what's his H- Henry name? Henry Winkler. Winkler is on, and he plays the lawyer. And then we was in one of the last seasons. They brought Scott Bayo on, and he was Bob Loblaw. <laughs> <laughs> he was 
<laughs> say the name without laughing. And he was, was he a lawyer too? I think so. Because he remember. had commercials. Yeah. And so people, when they would say his name. Please call Bob, Bob Blah Blah. <laughs> it was just, I just got a laugh out of it every Bob time. Bob Blah Blah. Blah Blah Blah. Bob Blah Blah. <laughs> All right, tournament and bad time. You ready? Yes. Okay. Um, Mr. T's leaf blower? Yes. Oh, Mr. T, we love him. You know what we should do is take a picture with us with Mr. T so everybody can see him. Okay. Okay, because he really is a wonderful man, but he gets up super early on Saturdays, like, I don't know, 5. So he thinks it's okay to blow leaves around 7.30. Even though the leaves are going to be blowing all over until all the leaves are gone, why is he bothering? Yeah, so the girls woke up the other morning and they were like, Mr. T! They started yelling at him through the the window. And he's like, hey, you got to get up. I don't think he heard them. No, I don't think so. I think they were just having their own expression. And he's been mowing his yard every day. Well, he's doing that to suck up the leaves. He's got the bag, so he sucks up the leaves and then throws them away. Why doesn't he just rake them? Is that well, easier? I think he's Is doing that a, a little poor bit man's of way of raking leaves? I just think he does it. He's got a thing against leaves. Oh my gosh, yes. And if you've heard the story about him cutting the tree down, you'll know a little <laughs> bit more perspective on leaves. It's Mr. T against the leaves. I can't wait for the snow to hit because then he's going to start um, blowing the snow at about 4.30 a.m. On a Saturday. Well, Or on a Wednesday or whatever. Now, many listening would say, why don't you say something to him? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. We... Choose. Our wimps. No. Well, I don't. I've said things to him before. Yeah, I know we do. We and and but I don't say it like you can't do that or I'm mad at you. I'll say, Mr. T, we're sleeping. What are you doing? He's like, Hey, I'm up. I'm going to do it. And you know what? Well, before I used to give him credit because he would have to go to work. You leave at work for six a.m. So he would have to snow He'd, blow. But now he's well, doing his, other things. But his wife needs to get out too. That's so. true. So. so in a way, what we're trying to say is we understand why he does what he does. We love him. And he, you just, it's part of accepting people, but mm. you can still have a laugh about it every once in a while. I laugh at him every day. <laughs> my goodness. All right. My next entry into the tournament of bad is yes. tall centerpieces. Okay. So you're at a big table at a wedding or dinner, and there's like this tall centerpiece in the middle of the table. That's why they call it a centerpiece. Yeah. You can't see the person across from you. Right. They should never have any tall centerpieces again. Well, to someone who cares about the way a room looks or they're into aesthetics, they would say it, you know. Well, and I would say I like to, what I do most of the time is I take it and I put it on the floor. I know, we do that a lot, don't we? And uh, I think my mom does wedding flowers and stuff, and I think she might have tall flowers too. Yes, she does. I was going to say your mom's house sometimes. She might get mad at me for saying remove all tall centerpieces. Well, the thing is, is can everyone come in and look at it and see the beauty of what's being presented? And then take it off. And then take, well, yeah. Take it off. Right. Yeah. It's silly. Well, like when we get to a restaurant, sometimes when you sit down at a table, especially when you have three kids, that table is full of a lot of stuff. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like there's centerpieces and candles and this and that. And I just put everything on the floor. Yeah. So, or everything next to me if I'm in a booth because I just can't stand all this stuff. It's too chaotic. I agree. Okay. The table is chaotic enough. Chaos. We don't need that. Um, Next thing is Milky Way and Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers rule. Um. Kathy likes both of these terrible candy bars. I don't bars. like Milky Ways. It's the same thing. No, it's not. It's the same it thing. It is not the this same thing. This is where thing. you start talking about nougat. I don't even well, know what nougat three is. Three Musketeers is just the the whipped stuff. Um, I don't even know what it is. Whipped cream? It's just whipped chocolate or something, and then there's chocolate over the top of it. It's just really good. It's really basic and no, plain. it's and not good. I don't eat Milky Ways. I like um, so here's Hershey the, bars. Here's the thing. If you're going to offer me either Milky Way or broccoli, I'll go with the Milky Way, but why would you, if you have a selection of candy bars why would you ever choose what's your selection snickers twix kit kats anything reese's peanut butter cups i don't cups. like uh 
I don't like um, candy with peanuts in it, except for those Take Five bars because they have pretzels. What too. about Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? I like peanut butter. I just don't like peanuts in it. So you don't like Snickers? Mm-mm. Okay, well, you Mm-mm. got issues. Okay. I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Will you guys help us settle this debate? What's better, Snickers or any of the bad candy bars that you like? What we, I said I like Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, and I like Three Musketeers. So here's we're going to post a poll. And Take Five. No. Do you know what Take Five bars are? No. Okay, well, they're good. Are they, they really? Okay. They're good. They have pretzels in them. I just think that's cool. Chocolate and pretzels. Snickers versus which one do you like? I forget. Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. All right, we're posting the poll. Or at least just comment on our show. Which one's better? Three Musketeers. No, Snickers. Okay. Um, and then I have you a have few more. You're, you must be grumpy. You've got a lot of tournament of bad. I know. One I... more, and then that's it. Because no, I want to end a... on a positive note. Um, well, it's not going to be positive. It's a tournament of bad. Okay, well, <laughs> let's hear it. Well, no, forget it. We'll save it till next time. Okay. You're reading. No reading. Okay. Don't read off I'm my sorry. piece of paper. I'm sorry. Let's end on a high note here. Okay, buy your books. That would yeah, they're positive. Very positive books. Um, the self-aware parent and the self-aware parent too. You can find them on Amazon or on my Facebook page, or excuse me, my website, kathycadams.com. So you can buy them as a Thanksgiving present, or even a Halloween present. But Halloween's tomorrow. If Today, you're listening to this. Oh yeah, tomorrow. You're right. So um, they, you know, anyway. So they're having a we're having a Halloween slash Thanksgiving special. Buy both and save. Or you could start your um, holiday shopping early right. and buy these, and I'll even gift wrap. Them, but I'll get all that settled once the holidays come. Yes, and if there's a baby shower or something. Yeah, baby shower. I've actually got a baby shower gift if you go on my website where it's both books and a journal and right. a little bear. So um, so anyway, yeah, we got something to share. All right, so we went 41 minutes today. All right, that sounds good. Um, anything else to add, sweetie? I don't think so. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to vote for us on Stitcher Awards, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and if you can't blah, blah, fi- blah. blah, blah, blah. If you can't find it, go to our Facebook page. We're voting every day, so we'll post it. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.